This podcast contains material that is intended for mature audiences and may not be suitable for all listeners. Enjoy. Back when I started Deadeye, I knew I wanted to innovate the barbecue game. Since day one, we've offered a premium barbecue product unlike anything else on the market. Great Aunt Irene had something special tucked away on a recipe card in her cupboard, and there was no way we weren't going to do something about it. So we decided to take it one step further, introducing Deadeye Superfood Barbecue Sauce. We've got five new flavors, graviola, acerola, pink guava, acai, and dragon fruit. They're a first of its kind, and they're packed with flavor. Find it at your local grocer today or at deadeyebbq.com. I don't want to get on the bandwagon. I'll burn that wagon down and join the band. Traveling troubadours, terrorizing street corners just to try to get some supper in our hands. Now I waited all my life to get this off my chest, green buddy murder until someone understands that it ain't about the money, the drugs, or the women. I make this noise just because I can. And we'll all join in to that original sin. So let's get rowdy and reckless. Let's get rowdy and reckless. Hello and welcome once again to yet another edition of Old Man Strength, a podcast of the Tailgate Society. I am Tim Johnson, joined as always by Chris Shipley. Chris, how are we doing this evening? Doing great. Been a long time, been a long time. It has been a while. It is good to catch up. We we both got a chance to kind of get out of town and, and uh, take a break from things, so... Uh, you know, a little extended break from from the podcast, but uh, you know, it's that time of year and people traveling in the summer. Um, what uh, what's new? Well, I thought in the spirit of us being back, I'll play this for us real quick, and we can get to it. Awesome. No, no, perfect, perfect. I love it. Uh, yeah. Um, I I took uh, a little bit of time. I didn't go on as long of a, of a vacation as as you did, but I got a chance to to sneak out of town. Um, I'm going out of town again here, actually, this weekend, this coming weekend, just on a little. Uh, dad and daughter camping trip with with uh, a friend of mine uh and his daughter who's who's about the same age as mine and we're gonna go and uh, do a little camping hopefully we've been in such a drought that i don't know if we'll be able to you know have a campfire or anything but hopefully we can so we can do some s'mores and and roast some hot dogs over the fire or whatever otherwise i think we're gonna have a couple of disappointed six-year-olds yeah no kidding that's too bad that sounds fun well my vacations seem longer but that was just because i drove through nebraska twice oh god <laughs> yeah uh 
man that is uh, one long boring stretch of road uh yeah 80 across is terrible uh you get to ogallala and and you're like oh god wait a second that's all the further i am (laughs) (laughs) and you don't realize how close lincoln is i didn't realize lincoln was only like half an hour west of omaha yeah you do omaha you do lincoln and then you've got basically nothing yeah Um, yeah it's uh it's it's painful uh i actually like going up to colorado uh across kansas on 70 you'd think that would be more boring um but it's actually not um i mean it's still not exciting but the the motto for i-70 across kansas is hey you could be in nebraska right now so it's 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 a brutal one i haven't done that drive in a while uh usually when i go out to to colorado at this point then it's just on a on a jet plane yeah that that's the last time i was there i flew in for uh for a uh, training for work so and that was two years ago but mm-hmm. um it was it was nice it was fun to to drive through and uh and get into colorado man it's almost like night and day once you get in there and you you see the mountain you start to see the mountains and the and the grade and everything else although i will tell you i i've never driven in in colorado before so mm-hmm. get there uh let's see we left on on a sunday and we get to the place to pick up the keys to our condo and my engine lights on and I can feel the engine start to like not have as much power mm-hmm. and I'm starting to freak out a little bit because it's our first day of the trip and I'm like why is the engine I just had the car checked I just had this the the, the traverse checked thoroughly had an oil change and, and an inspection and everything else and so I didn't say anything about I didn't say anything to the kids because because Joshua was already a little worried about the mountains and the, and his anxiety was starting to get to him. So the sure. last thing I wanted to do was say, "Hey, Stace, we have I got an engine light on over here," you know. Yeah. Um, uh, and so we got it to the condo, and then uh, we unpacked and and things like that. And then the next morning, I drove it to um to a uh, like an auto zone or something like that to have them run the code. Mm-hmm. And it turns out it was some kind of a fuel sensor of some sort. She gave me some additive, and then I didn't have a problem with it the last time. And then, you know, of course, you start Googling that stuff, and you find all the doomsday scenarios of, you oh, know, yeah, of why course. engine light. Right. You know, why does your engine light – you already get worried when you start to type in, why is my engine light in while driving through, and Colorado is, like, the second option. Yeah. <laughs> like oh shit there's a lot of people that have already <laughs> googled this this could be bad but turned out it wasn't a wasn't a problem i never saw the light again after after i put that additive in there so it was fine nice nice yeah um i would not want to uh you know i've had car trouble while on vacation you know not that far away from home but even when you're far away from home and you're like man if this requires a part that some shop is going to have to order and wait until Monday to get and whatever. And now we're going to be stranded and it's right. not like they can just give me a loaner and, dr- and I can drive home. And, you know, so you start to get a little bit of anxiety about that stuff. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, that's happened to me when I was, I don't know, five miles or five hours away from home. Uh, five miles. That wouldn't be a big deal. Five hours away from home. But yeah, like 12 hours away. I think I'd, I'd be I'd be a little anxious for sure yeah luckily it didn't didn't turn out too bad so we got through that but it was it was a great vacation we had a we had a nice time so it was pretty relaxing 
Nothing nice. more relaxing than waking up, sitting on your deck, looking at some mountains, drinking some coffee. Yeah, absolutely. So were you staying in Denver or where were you guys staying? We were staying in Keystone, which oh, is okay. about an hour and a half west, kind of southwest of there, uh, right outside of Breckenridge and Frisco. So I am a ski resort area that, that was you know pretty much shut down for the summer. I am very, very familiar with, with Keystone. I have snowboarded on Keystone uh, probably, I don't know, two, three dozen times. My uh, my ex-wife's family used to have a condo right there at the base of, of Keystone. Yeah. So, like, literally, you know, you get up in the morning, you eat breakfast, you walk to the, the lift, you do a bunch of runs you come in for lunch you eat a sandwich you take a nap you go back out you come that was back kind in. of right where we were yeah that we could the back the deck that i was looking at looked out and you could see all the slopes coming sure. down so so uh i wish i would have known you were going to be in keystone i would have given you a couple of recommendations um there is a place called the goat in keystone yeah. soup and whiskey yeah absolutely mm. um I saw the advertisement. I so wanted to go, but we couldn't fit it in. Oh, yeah. I love the like, goat. How do, you, how do you go to this place called the Goat Soup and Whiskey? Yeah. you. Uh, so, you know, I did a, a father-son trip in a summer with, with my dad once. We went and stayed at, at my former in-law's uh, condo, just my dad and I. We went out to Colorado. We did some whitewater rafting. We did a ton of hiking uh maybe we did some mountain biking that trip i can't remember uh but uh one night uh we got back from hiking and turned on the news and, and we found out that the 35w bridge in minneapolis had collapsed oh I, you know i remember that story yeah and i should have yeah. been on that thing and so what my dad and i did is we'd sat on the 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 deck behind the goat and we sipped whiskey and we ate pizza and it was perfect. <laughs> so yeah, no, I I love that place. There there are a few other places around there. Um, one really high end place. Uh, you know, you probably wouldn't want to go with family just because it would have gotten really pricey. But if you know, you and Stacy ever go out just to you, Keystone Ranch is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I I one one night there had. Uh, foie gras and duck confit in the same night which is just a lot of fat to consume in one <laughs> night and i i woke up about two in the morning it was just puking my guts out you know between that mm. much fat and probably you know half a bottle of wine all by myself and the altitude because i always get a little bit of altitude sickness out there but yeah. all those all those three things combined um my stomach just rejected all that fat, but I was like that foie gras and that duck confit uh, and that like peppered chocolate creme brulee thing that we had. And it was like, oh. I don't, I don't regret a single second of it. Right. Uh, the whole time I'm, I'm throwing up and feeling sick. I'm like, I, I just <laughs> looked up and I went worth it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So no, I, I, I love that Keystone area. I spent a lot of time in, you know, Dylan Silverthorne around there. Yep. Um, for sure. Yeah, we went to um, we went to a little Mexican restaurant the first night, and I just picked it up and brought it over because everybody was pretty tired and mm-hmm. and so on. But um, I I was really bummed that, and you're gonna hate this, 
I was really bummed that the Coors Brewery wasn't open because oh. I wanted to go take that tour. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just, we, a few years ago, we went to St. Louis and I took the Budweiser tour and got to shop in the gift shop and bought a really cool Budweiser hat, you know, an old vintage looking hat. And I just, it would have been fun to, to do it, but it was still closed. Even the gift shop was closed. Like, why are you closing your fucking gift shop? Yeah. Yeah. So, so why, uh, why were they, they closed? I, due to COVID, they, they had their tours were not open and their gift shop was not open. Huh. Yeah, I was a little disappointed. Um, yeah, that's that's uh that's I mean, a shame. I was surprised the the gift shop surprised me, right? Like you would think that yeah. you know tourists would still be there and would want to, you know, at least go buy some, especially if you're a you know a big Coors you know drinker or, or fan or whatever. Which I I mean I, I like Coors. It's it's good beer. It's it's all right, but. I'm more into you know buying something kind of nostalgic from the area that I I'm 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 clearly Clark Griswold right like that's <laughs> I, I, I'm like every vacation we have I have a shirt or something from someplace that I went and I usually wear it on the next vacation and I have this hat that I bought at Air Apostle, um, which is a whole nother story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that you know, my friend Chris jokes and says, "Don't you feel bad for knocking over those twenty-two-year-old kids to buy that hat <laughs> um, that I wear on vacation every year?" And it was like pitch black when I first bought it, and it's a light gray now from all the sweat and sun and everything else that I've worn for ten vacations. But I—that's what I—I I like to go. Those are my things. I like to go kind of look around and buy paraphernalia or whatever from, well, paraphernalia is probably not the right word. Yeah. Well, not for Colorado, for sure. (laughs) I, uh, hey, no, I have, I have a, a, a golf polo from the goat, uh, just a a black, uh, you know, technical athletic golf polo. And it says the goat soup and whiskey right on it. Uh, so I, I get it. That's usually what I, what I wear, um, when I go play golf, because I don't get out as much as I would like to. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, so I I get it. Um, I I really need to get back out there. There's also a nice Mexican restaurant, uh, Dos Locos, across uh, across Highway Six there. Um, yeah, in in Keystone that I really like. So yeah, we went to the first, That's the one that I went to the first night and and picked up to go, which was crazy because when I walked in there. Of course, I had I had an Iowa State hat on, mm-hmm. and uh, the guy waiting to, to give me my food, he's like, "Oh, Iowa State?" Or, no, he. I'm sorry. He asked me. Uh, I said we were from out of town. I, you know, I appreciate that you guys were open this late that we could get something. He goes, "Oh, where are you from?" And I said, "I'm from Des Moines, Iowa." And he's like, "Oh, my my fiance's uh, parents are uh, used to live in Ames and are big Cyclone fans." And I was like, "Shut the front door!" I was like, so then we started talking a little bit about cyclones and, and footballs or whatever but yeah it wasn't probably the second person i met in keystone already had a connection to iowa state so it, fuck you, texas and ou we're all over the place it's it's uh it's pretty fantastic there are a lot of iowa state uh grads in colorado i would say every time i go out to colorado i usually run into someone with an iowa state shirt on or i talk to someone that you know yeah First time my family went when I was a kid, and we were on the top of Pikes Peak. We asked uh, 
we asked a family if they would take our picture and and we thanked them and asked them where they were from and they said Davenport, Iowa. I'm like, oh, that's funny. We're from 30 minutes down the road. Uh, um, wow. So so yeah, you definitely see that. I uh, I was out in Denver for a business trip once. And I wanted to go find a place to watch the Iowa State Texas game, and it's the it's the Iowa State Texas game where we cross the goal line, but that goal line imagine somehow magically uh, shifted back when when he was two feet in the air or whatever that game that we should have won that we oh, got yeah, jobbed yeah. on. Uh, and well, so heard the fumble and they didn't. Is that the one you're talking about? No, it's not. It's not the it's not the the strip fumble. It's the one where we crossed the goal line. But if you look at it, they said that we didn't cross the goal line. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I was I was out all the screw jobs from Texas. I can't keep them all straight. Yeah, I was I was in Denver, and I and I was like, all right, well, let me see where the closest kind of local sports bar is. Uh, and I walk in, and it's an Iowa State bar, and it was filled with Iowa State fans. And I That's was like, sweet. oh, this is perfect. So, uh, yeah, so if you're ever in Denver, go to Society. Um, it is an Iowa State bar. They have a good tap list. They have a good whiskey list. Um, yeah, definitely enjoy that place as well. Um, but you did get into Denver uh, a little bit, right? Yeah, we went uh, We went for a Rockies game. Uh, we went uh, that Wednesday night. Uh, there was two games that we could have went. could have went to Tuesday um evening or wednesday afternoon mm-hmm. uh we were a little leery of going to a, to a, just not knowing where we were going in the neighborhood and everything else and it being nighttime so we ended up choosing the afternoon game which was ungodly hot it was 93 degrees <laughs> we, we every morning we woke up it was like 70 75 where we were at and that day we went to denver it was like 93 and scorching hot and there fyi no shade in that stadium there's no shade there really isn't i mean i love that i love that stadium but there really is beautiful and and we were in the outfield right so i mean there was no cover whatsoever so but uh that was kind of a cool moment for me because i i had never been to a major league baseball game as big of a sports fan as I am, it just has never materialized. I've made plans to go to Cubs games or whatever, and either plans fall through or time doesn't match up to when they're playing, uh, when I need it to be or, or whatever, you know, and, uh, and, you know, I, I, I tweeted this out. My mom and dad were not exactly, you know, well off. So it wasn't like that was ever something that my dad could afford to ever take me to. Sure. So to be able to take my family, which was kind of a bucket list thing for me, it was pretty cool. So, yeah, that's pretty sweet. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I mean, I get like growing up and not being able to afford to to go to games. Um, but man, you're in Central Iowa. You're close to, you're a quick drive to Kaufman. You're a quick drive to to Target Field. You're not even that long of a drive to get to Chicago, and you are. A Chicago fan. I'm like, yeah. I, I guess I'm just surprised that you hadn't found a way to make it work. Well, I, you know, I guess early on when I first graduated from college and then I was married to, to my first wife, we were, we didn't have any discretionary money and she was not a sports fan whatsoever. Right. Sure. I mean, we, sure. uh, we barely went on vacation because we could afford things like that. So I think, I think the one trip that I ever went to, I didn't even have, you know, 
I didn't go to Iowa State games then either when I was dating my first wife. We, I, I just didn't. She wasn't into sports. I didn't really have a crowd that that I went out with that was into sports. I think that the two games that I went to an Iowa State game uh, when I was married to her was uh, I, a guy at my work had extra tickets that he wasn't going to use. And I took Caitlin. She was maybe six. Um, and I took Taylor one year when she was maybe 12 um, to an Oklahoma game. Because, again, it was Oklahoma and Texas. Those were the two games I was at because at that point we were going to get our ass beat. So nobody wanted to go to the game. So I was able to get tickets fairly cheap. And I took one trip to Notre Dame to go see Notre Dame with a buddy of mine. Mm-hmm. He somehow scored tickets to Notre Dame, and I and I went to a Notre Dame game. But, um, yeah, I just I don't know. And then well, you know, after I've married Stacy, and we have four kids. There's just more. There's less discretionary money there, and every weekend that we had, we you know, either did something with the kids or or whatever. And you know, to spend six to take six kids or six people to a game is crazy yeah yeah but no, it, it certainly can know, i mean i mean there's there's cheap seats to be had for sure yeah. well um, and that was the other thing i it is as crazy as it sounds and as tech savvy as i would like to think i am i do get a little bit of anxiety when of doing things like that like is this you know i don't know how this works and then so when i bought those tickets on on seat geek for example when when we went to to um to the rockies game mm-hmm I was already like, I don't, where do I park? I don't know where to park. I don't know how to do this. I don't know what to do here. I don't know where to go. I just don't know. And the fear of not knowing kind of would get to me a little bit. Sure. This trip, I was like, we're just going to go. We'll figure it out. And I think we ended up finding a place to park in a shopping district, which was um, maybe six or seven blocks from the stadium. Mm-hmm. We paid a fifteen dollar ticket to park all day long. We went and did some shopping, walked to the game, uh, went to the game. We walked back for a little bit, stopped in a little pizza place, had some pizza and some beer, and then we found a trolley that got us back to where our car was. So, I mean, it was all fine. And and now I wouldn't hesitate once of buying a ticket on SeatGeek and figuring out where to park. But you know, the not knowing just kind of kind of throws me in a little loop sometimes. Denver is an insanely uh, walkable town. Um, I used to, I, I, I missed out on a chance to go right before the pandemic, and I haven't been back since. Um, but I used to go like two, two times a year. A buddy and I will fly in there. Um, we'll take the train from the airport to downtown. And then we walk pretty much everywhere that we want to go. We might, you know, take an Uber or whatever. Uh, when car to go was still a thing, then we would sometimes use car to go, which are the little smart yeah. cars that you can rent by the hour or whatever. Uh, but otherwise, we don't use a car. Like, you know, we know where we, which breweries we want to get to. We know, you know, we can kind of plan on our day. Okay, we're going to walk over here, and then we're going to walk over here. And, we're, and we put on a ton of miles every time we walk um but uh you know you stop off at a brewery you have a beer or two and then you, yep. you know you rest and you walk another one so it's not like you're, you're running a marathon during the day right but but it is an insanely walkable one and so like when we have gone to coors field um to to catch a, a rockies game or sometimes just part of a game or whatever then you know it's because we know hey well we'll go over we'll be 
over we'll hit up this brewery and then this brewery and then we'll pop over to the stadium and and uh yeah i that's one of the things i love about denver is just how how walkable it is with with the mall downtown that you can walk you know completely wide open to yeah that's uh, where we were at we were right around the corner of that mall yeah or even getting to like like river north uh you know the rhino neighborhood and all that stuff it's all really just kind of insanely easy to walk around um so uh and you know i've done that where i've even done i used to i had reasons to fly out there for a previous job like when i was at, at buffalo wild wings and we'd go out there and then what i would do is everyone you know would fly out and fly back on friday to come home and i'd be like no i'm gonna make this a a little mini vacation and i would stay until sunday night sure and i would you know not have a car and i would walk all around so uh um yeah i've probably put a lot of miles on my feet in denver but i i love that town um next time you're out uh i'll definitely give you some more tips um there's a there's a speakeasy uh called williams and graham where it looks like a bookstore oh yeah like literally you walk in and it's just books like on shelves and then you know you go talk to the person and then they open up a book case and then lead you back in uh, into the bar it's pretty slick that's pretty cool. that is pretty cool yeah that one is that one is fun uh I, yeah again i don't know that'd be something you'd do with the kids but you know uh you're gonna have have a little bit more time to to maybe take a trip like i said if there's any chance that you and stacy can go just by yourselves you should do that for sure. Yeah, but, uh, that's a conversation her and I had, had have had this last week that you know with the boys moving to to school, maybe we take some time and just take some little weekend trips here and there, and you know, and pick a place to go and little mini vacations and stuff like that. It's it's kind of important. We haven't done that. I I don't think her and I have been on a trip uh, by ourselves like on a long trip since our honeymoon, which was ten years ago this week. Wow, wow, congratulations. The 29th was our 10-year anniversary, so she's made it 10 years. Congrats to her. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, uh, well, and you know, like the anxiety, so we're going to Vegas in in three weeks. Um, I'm terrible at booking flights, right? Like, I, I don't, I'm just not savvy at it, as crazy as that sounds. Because it's just not something I do all the time. So when we decided to go on this trip, I went on Expedia. Uh, I found and and Stacy's a teacher and she had to she can't take a lot of time off, right? So sure. So she we were gonna leave. We were gonna fly out Thursday night, uh, and then we'd come back Monday during the day. Well, so I found some flights. This was early on in the process, right? You know, everybody's freaking out. We had already. This was back in February. Because uh, a, a couple uh, that we're friends with had decided they wanted to go too, so we were going to go together. But they were going to go at a different time and just meet up with us. So, and he's a lot more savvy at at this kind of stuff. So I told Stacy, I said, I found some flights. We'll fly out Thursday night. Um, uh, at like three o'clock, we're flying to Charlotte, which is fucking stupid. And then from Charlotte, we'll fly to Las Vegas and we'll get there at about 1130 at night. And then on that Monday, we would fly out at like seven and then get home at about five o'clock. So we booked it and that and we got the hotel. So then I I told Stacey, I go, here's a good I said, I, 
you know, the, I'm sorry these flights aren't that super great. We're flying clear to Charlotte. I just don't know what I'm doing. She's like, it's fine. It's no big deal. Well, then, like three or four weeks ago, I get an email. United or American changed that flight. Mm-hmm. Now it's flying out at 11.57 during the day. Yeah. And it will arrive at four o'clock in the afternoon. And I'm like, I called her. I'm like, you're going to have to take an extra day off. She's like, okay, well, that's fine. You know, we'll, we'll, that, we'll make it work. So now it's not such a terrible flight, right? We're going to get back in and we're, we'll get there at about four o'clock. Well, then two weeks ago, the, the return flight is on a different airline. It's on Frontier. Mm-hmm. I, get a, I get a change from Frontier. Yeah. We're flying at like 10 o'clock in the morning, landing in Denver, and there's a 12-hour delay in Denver, and I don't fly out till the next morning yep. on a Tuesday. And I'm like... That fucking can't be uh, like, I can't, we can't do that. No, that's, that's, that's how it goes. Right. So I, I go in, I find another flight. We're leaving on Sunday now. So now we lost a day of our trip and, and Stacy's a trooper, right? She's like, it's fine. It's not a big deal. Not me. I'm pissed. Right. Like we never get to go anywhere. And all these fights are getting fucked up. Well, then. Tuesday on a whim, I went to Frontier's website and checked flights again. And they have a Monday flight now from like you, you fly out at 11 and, and it's straight through to Des Moines to, at four o'clock. Mm-hmm. So I rebooked that. I, I changed that flight and it only cost me $40. But, and I've double checked the, the details like seven times, right? Yeah. It's right. But there's still a little bit of me in here that goes, I think I fucked something up because that was way too easy. Yeah, you know, I mean, flights changing, you know, happens all the time. I've had flights just straight up canceled and they didn't tell me why. I was I was in Chicago once in a flight back on Delta. Uh, They just canceled. Uh, They didn't even, you know, like change anything. They just told me that's, you know, they called me and said they're going to have to book something different, which is fine. And I, you know, I could stay another day and it's fine um i've just gotten so used to that kind of being the thing uh but yeah i i get the anxiety of something changing and um and kind of freaking out about it just because you don't want to miss something i mean i've definitely i've missed i've missed connecting flights in o'hare just because uh o'hare is a terrible airport and you can be uh you know if you have an hour layover, but your your incoming and your your departure flight are on opposite sides of the airport, you might be in trouble. Um, and I had one yeah. where where my where the the incoming flight was already an hour. I had a two I had a two hour layover in O'Hare, but the incoming flight was already an hour delayed. Um, and by the time I got over there, then I had way missed it, and so I had to get on the phone with Delta and walk up and down. Uh, the concourse for an hour trying to figure out what I was going to do and, and how that was all going to work. But, um, yeah, you know, I haven't, I haven't flown since before the pandemic. Uh, um, I've got a flight booked to, to California here in, uh, a few weeks. Uh, a friend of mine is, uh, so he is, he's a doctor. He's a radiologist. He owns, you know, multiple radiology clinics uh he's also a colonel in the United States Army and he's retiring from the army so he's having a nice 
big retirement celebration out in California. So we're going to go out and, and play some golf and, and have some dinner and celebrate uh, Chuck's retirement and everything. And so that'll be my first flight since before the pandemic. So, um, nice. yeah, so I'm, uh, you know, I, you know, I used to have jobs where I'd have to travel for work and, and as a brewer, you don't really do that uh, unless you're going to conferences and I've never been, you know, lucky enough to work for a brewery that pays for people to go to conferences. So if I go, I usually have to pay my own way so I don't go. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to to get out, you know, it's the same group of friends that I usually go to San Diego with, so it it should be good. I'm I'm excited to get out there. That sounds fun. That'll be yeah. a good time. Yeah, absolutely. We flew well, last year during the pandemic. We flew to Alabama to go, and it, it, most of the trips that I have seen, I I just have this travel agent book them all, so that I try not to worry about it. She couldn't do this Vegas one, but that's what we did last year too. We flew out to. Um, we landed in Birmingham and then drove down to the Gulf Shores and spent a week down on the Gulf Shores. Um, and that was great. And, you know, masks in the airport and on the plane, it, it really wasn't that big a deal. So, um, but four years ago when we came back from Orlando and we flew back from Orlando, we, uh, <laughs> here's a Melvin, you, I'll, I'll give you a Melvin moment if you, if you, if you will. So yeah, yeah. we, we flew back to um, St. Louis. And then we had a connecting fight in, in St. Louis to go to back to Des Moines. We were flying back from Orlando. So we land in in, um, in St. Louis, get off the plane, and the flight to Des Moines is canceled because of weather. And I'm like, oh, fuck, what do we, you know? And I, I, it was during the summer. Stacy was already off. My boss was pretty flexible. Uh, I knew I, it wouldn't, you know, if I had to get a hotel and, and fly out the next morning, it wasn't going to be that big a deal. But I was with my friend Tim and Sarah and their kids, and Tim drives a bread truck and, and a bread route, and he didn't have anybody to cover his route the next morning. So he had to get back. So I'm like, well, let's let's hop on this shuttle to go to the rental car place and um, see if we can get a, you know, a like a 10-passenger van, and we'll just all drive back, and we'll we'll split it. We'll split the driving time. So I get on uh, this Avis bus. FYI, you got to take a fucking bus to go to the to go to the rental car place. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, for sure. So I get on the bus and I ask the guy. I said, "Do you guys do one way rentals?" And he's like, "Yeah, no problem." Okay. So we get in the bus, get off. Uh, I go in the office and this lady comes up and I said, "I need a one way rental from here to Des Moines." So we're stranded. We need to we need to get to Des Moines. Do you have a like a nine or a 10 passenger bus? She's like, yep, we got one. Not a problem. So she's going through the whole thing. And then she says, we're there probably 25 minutes booking this thing. And she says, so when can you bring it back? I said, I, we're going to Des Moines. I'm not going to bring this back. I asked you if you did one-way rentals. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we don't do one-way rentals. <laughs> I literally told you I was driving to Des Moines. Did you think I was going to drive back here? You know, and this is like 10:30 at night now, right? So now I'm I'm already aggravated. The kids are sitting over there, they're exhausted. So she's like, "Oh, well, I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't realize that." And I go, "You got to be fucking shitting me." So then Tim starts to talk to her. So I get on the phone. I'm looking at 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 uh uh Hertz. 
And I called them and I said, you guys do one-way rentals? And they're like, yep, we do. And I said, do you have a, a van? He's like, no, we don't have any vans. And I told, I said, Tim, they don't have a van, but you know, if we have to rent two cars, we'll rent two cars. He's like, yeah, that's not a problem. I said, okay, well, I'll be down there in a, in a few minutes. So I look at the lady there and I said, do you think your van can run us down to Hertz? Oh, no, we can't do that. <laughs> what? We can take you back to the airport and you can get on there, Bess. It's right down the fucking street, lady. I can see the sign from here. You know what? Fuck you, I said. You, I said, I can't believe <laughs> you won't let us ride a fucking mind. Stacy had to pull me out of the fucking place. I was going to lose my mind. <laughs> so imagine the scene from planes, trains, and automobiles, you know, where they're walking down the highway, you know, with their lo- That was us. We were walking down this street. And Stacy's like, honey, it's they really, if they couldn't do it, I said, okay, they can't bring you to Hertz. I get it. They couldn't have dropped me at this fucking Best Western right next door. <laughs> like, yeah. Don't, don't yeah. Defend them. At some point, you can just be a nice person and say, sure, we'll, we'll help you out here. Yeah. Yeah. You know? No, no, I, 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 I get it. Um, so then we proceeded to drive back in the middle of the night to St. Louis, but poor Tim. Poor Tim, he drives all the way back to St. Louis. He gets home, drops his family off, gets in his regular car, drives to his bread truck, drives his bread route that morning without any sleep. I said, I don't know how you made it. He goes, well, after I got done with the route, I got in my car and I got half a block down the street and I fell asleep at the sublight. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think uh, I, would, I would be able to do that. I've had a I've had a flight get delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed and take a red eye and and have to go into work the next day and I was completely worthless and that was a desk job. So I can't imagine something where I'd actually have to be alert to make deliveries. Yeah, well, I went to um I was gonna go to work the next day and I woke up and I uh, had to take the rental car back to, to the airport and then pick up our car that I had left at the airport for our trip. And I was supposed to start Farrell's uh, body shaping that night. And I was supposed to stop after work and, and get my pictures and, 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 and weigh in. Well, I got, to, uh, I got to the airport, dropped off my stuff, realized I, I left my computer bag and everything else at home. So I got my car. After I dropped off the rental car, I drove back home. And at that point, I was like, it was like 10 o'clock. And I was like, I I can't function. Like, I'm, I'm going to call my boss. I'm like, I just need a day because I'm, I'm I'm out of it. I maybe got four hours sleep at the most. So I ended up not going in. But no, so. I had a I had a friend that was out in uh, what was it like Washington State or Oregon? Um, when 9-11 happened, he was, he was out for work, traveling for work when 9-11 happened. Mm. And, yeah. you know, flights were grounded for weeks, yeah. right? And so he went to, uh, you know, a rental place and, and said he wanted to rent a car. And they're like, you know, you can only drive this in the state or in like the neighboring state. And he's like, okay. And then he just drove it all the way back uh, to Minnesota. He's like, what are they going to do? I have to get home. Yeah. I'm going to just drop it off at the enterprise or whatever when I get back there and, and I'm going to pay a ton of money for it, but I have to get home. You know, it's a lot cheaper yeah. than chartering some private jet or whatever. You know, I don't have options, you know, and yeah. there wasn't like high speed rail or anything. 
so yeah, uh, man, sometimes you you just do what you got to do, I guess. Um, my dad was in a my dad was in an airport in Phoenix getting ready to board a plane when that all went down. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, and I had switched his flight to that day because oh, he had called, he was he was at in Phoenix seeing a friend of his and and he when we had booked his flights he initially wanted to come back on the 11th and then when he actually when he flew out and he looked at his return ticket it said the 12th so he called me and he said hey can you call them and have them switch it to the 11th because I, I i gotta be back yeah and i yeah so i the, like the next day which was like a week before it all happened i had switched him so there for a while i couldn't get him i mean we didn't have cell phones or anything i couldn't get i didn't know where it was i didn't know if yeah. he was in the air or, or whatever and i was freaking out so i that was that was kind of a hairy morning for that on, on a personal note not near as tragic tragic obviously as as anybody else but i mean my uh my my former mother-in-law um had a morning meeting in the world trade center that morning yeah. she was she was already back in her in her hotel in new jersey when the first plane hit uh but she almost never went to the world trade center uh, but for whatever reason she had a, a meeting that morning in the world trade center and uh you know i did have a cell phone at the time she had a cell phone but cell phones were useless in new york at, uh when that went down so oh, i was right i was getting text messages from family what's going on have you heard from her uh you know and we're like scrambling to find and you know eventually we heard from her and she was fine but like even you know infrastructure was out so i you know i think even like the phones in her hotel were for a while um but yeah so she watched all the the stuff you know from a you know from her the balcony of her hotel room in 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 new jersey but she had been in the world trade center that morning so it was that close of a call um which is just insane to think about, but yeah, yeah, no kidding. But yeah, yeah, I remember day two because I remember watching all the shit going down, and there was a lady that I don't know. She was she had continued to call the week before to talk to my dad because I don't know something wasn't right with something she bought and whatever, and she and you know insistently wanted to speak to my dad, and I remember she called me that morning. Cause I told her he would be back mm-hmm. on that day. And I said, well, he, she called me. I don't know. It was like at like one o'clock in the afternoon after, you know, both te- one tower had already went down. Both towers were down. I mean, and she started in on me about, well, you said he was going to be home. He was going to be here and blah, blah, blah. And I, I just remember going, Jesus fuck lady. Do you not realize what's going on right now? I don't give two shits what's going on with you right now. The fact is, is my dad is stuck in Phoenix because he couldn't get on a plane. So yeah. whatever problem you got right now is not fucking important to me. And I hung up the phone and I don't think we ever heard from her again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I but mean, I don't understand why, because my customer service and disposition is always so <laughs> uh, Yeah. No, man. Um, you know, I've never, I've never had some significant issues uh, while flying. Like I said, I've had plenty of flights canceled. I've had, I've had uh, plenty of flights delayed by a considerable amount. Or uh, the worst was uh, we all aborted the plane. We got uh, out to the runway 
uh, a storm came in. We sat on the plane. The air went out. We were on the plane for two hours before mm-hmm. they could get us before they could get us back to a gate and get us back off, uh, and then give us all vouchers for a meal in a hotel for the night. Um, that one was very very frustrating because there's no air. It's starting to get really really hot. I was flying out of somewhere in California, so it was like the plane felt like it was like 90 degrees. Um, the flight attendants were all like just exasperated. They're like, I wish we could just give you all free booze. I'm sorry about this. Um, But I mean, because like we literally sat on a plane away from the gate for two hours. Um, I I don't know why they couldn't get us back to a gate, but I suppose once, you know, they move a gate and another plane comes in and like it just causes just this, this, you know, avalanche of of bad things going down but that one was was probably my biggest flying nightmare uh so now that i'm flying out to san jose here in in like a month then um you know maybe i'm setting myself up for for a good one. <laughs> but if i get if i get stuck out in san jose i'm not going to be too sad i guess right yeah there could be worse places that's for sure yeah um yeah, I don't know, man. Um, I'm glad you had a good trip, though. I'm disappointed you didn't go get to go to the brewery in in, in Golden. Um, I've done that tour. I think it's a really great one. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, it's certainly different. It's been a while since I've I've done that tour. I have not done that tour since I've been a professional brewer. I'd like to kind of go back now that I've got a new lens on it. Um, yeah. Right. I've done it a couple times. The first time I did it, it was, you know, I was like nine because my dad wanted to go and we went on a family trip. Um, uh, I, re- I remember uh, in in uh, in fourth grade, like the first week of school, we had to write a little book about what we did over summer break. And I drew uh, like the boil kettle and the, the louder ton and colored in <laughs> copper and like drew that I went to a brewery. Uh, I, I can't imagine what my fourth grade teacher was thinking about this kid drawing a brewery. (laughs) Um, but apparently, apparently it was, it was, uh, you know, a a sign of things to come if, if nothing else for me. So I thought that was pretty awesome, but, uh, hopefully if you get back out there, you'll be able to go to it because it is, it's a fantastic, uh, tour. Um, I don't know anything about about Vegas breweries, but you're also a really quick drive down to to Kansas City, and I would definitely recommend the yeah. Boulevard tour if you if you ever get down there. That that's a pretty cool one. Stacy and I have talked about. Um, they used to have one like a uh, a tour that you could take in Omaha of all the breweries down there in the old Market District and stuff like that. We've kind of sure. thought about getting a hotel and going for a weekend and. And just kind of, you know, walk in that, which would I think would be fun. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it was, <clears throat> I was, yeah, I definitely was disappointed that I, that I didn't get to go on it. And you know, when we went on the Budweiser one a few years ago, um, I had forgotten how much I really enjoyed the taste of just regular heavy Budweiser. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I can't drink it because, <laughs> you know, I'm like a bloated fish afterwards, but um that was the, the the sweetest crispest beer i've ever tasted was right at sure. that brewery sure so 
I was really looking forward to it because I, I I do I do like Coors and I, Coors Light is probably my second to go to beer. So I mean, I keep I keep Coors Banquet in my fridge pretty regularly. I'm I'm definitely a banquet guy. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not that, bad. Yeah, no, I don't. No, like I said, that that one's uh, that one's a fun one. But you know, uh, when I go out to Denver, I'm usually hitting up a lot of the other breweries out there too. That's generally. You know, a lot of my trips involve a lot of beer tourism, for sure. Um, yeah. You know, and getting to know people at breweries in different cities and going and visiting people as well is always fun. So. It's good times, good times. Yeah, so. yeah. I don't know if I'm going to make it out to one in, in San Jose or not. It's going to be a kind of a quick turnaround, flying out like on a Friday and flying back on a Sunday. So probably won't be time to do that. But uh, I don't know. We'll uh, we'll see. I, w- I went down to, to Decora and, and visited a couple breweries down there, and that was a good time. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, wanted to get away for the weekend. Turns out just by sheer coincidence, a friend of mine uh, from – Chicago uh, was going to be in Decorah that exact same weekend. He had he had just sent me a text asking if if I n- knew what there was to do in Decorah, and and I said, you know, I'm I'm going there in a couple of weeks, and he's like, you know, is it uh, the 16th? And I was like, yeah. He's like, okay, well, I'm already going to be in town, so we were going to go. Um, and I've got a friend that that brews at Toppling Goliath, so we got a chance to to go hang out with him for a couple of nights and got a nice tour of, of their facility, which is certainly uh, a lot bigger and a lot more automated than any place I've ever worked. Uh, but it's awesome. And, you know, got to, got to hang out there. got to get out and do some hiking as well. Uh, some actually some pretty decent, pretty technical hike, honestly, for, for more than I thought it would be, you know, a couple places where you really have to kind of, grab some handholds and the roots of the trees and stuff as you as you yeah. make an ascent uh so that was nice but yeah it was it was a nice little uh trip away it, it, you know when i go down to iowa i'm usually just going to central iowa so i don't really get a chance to kind of venture too far off the the drive down 35 from you know basically from albert lee to story city is one of the most boring drives in the history of the world um it's certainly not uh 80 across nebraska uh but it definitely makes a three-hour drive feel like it's five hours sometimes but driving down you know we stopped off at at a brewery in rochester on the way down and had lunch and and had a beer there and and, uh you know that's just a lot more kind of rolling hills a lot more scenic yeah not just flat bunch of windmills flat land with like one radio station um well no there's two questions two radio stations it's either classic rock or country there you uh, go um <laughs> uh but uh uh yeah so it was a nice little trip to to get away and go see some friends and, and hang out with some people eric's been on on my other podcast uh, on bitter units and a really nice guy we hadn't ever actually met in person but uh Kind of showed me all around Decorah and, and took me a, a couple places and, and ended the trip at a at a dive bar whose name escapes me right now. But we got to play pool and throw darts and and drink high lifes and and it was uh, it was the best way to end that trip for sure. High lifes. <clears throat> it's been a while since I've had that. Oh man! Uh, next time I come down to Des Moines, you and I should go to the High Life Lounge and and have a couple of high yeah. lifes. Yeah. I tell you that's what, not, uh, that's not too far from my from my current job. 
So, yeah, I mean, um, our our friend Bill, he he and I have spent uh, a night or two at the High Life Lounge. So yeah, 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 absolutely. So uh, no, I'd be I'd be all about it for sure. That'd be good. Yeah, because we haven't met either. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I know. I mean, that that last time I came down, I just. You know, I spent too much. You know, I had plans with the family. Didn't get a chance to get away, but uh, family, that's ridiculous. You know, we'll have to family. I know. I know. Can you believe it? Uh, I had I had one niece and one nephew both graduating from high school. So yeah, it was kind of a whirlwind of a of a weekend. I've got uh, I have eight nieces and nephews, and half of them have graduated now. So I'm I'm kind of hoping You're the, the other ones. Can can get this going on and uh, right and uh, get this over with. So I, I don't <laughs> I don't have to do these high school. Well, we had a uh, we had a fun moment. Actually, uh, our anniversary was Thursday, and we ended up spending our anniversary. Uh, we took the boys, we took Jordan to go meet two of his roommates for his college dorm. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. For Strive Academy, so and their families. So we ended up going to Huat. And uh, and seeing those guys, so that was those. That's starting to get a little real, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they, the boys move in the twenty eighth, and then uh, Caitlin goes back to school. I think she said like the eighteenth. Stacy goes back to work on the nineteenth. And you know what? I I said I probably wasn't going to talk about it, but <laughs> you know me. Uh. I uh, I start a new job on August 16th. So, man, uh, the next couple of weeks are going to be kind of insane for you. Yeah, it is. You know, I it, reflecting on that, I I uh, I wrote something, um, that um, kind of explains it, and I'll, and I'll read it, and then we can talk a little bit about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But two, uh, two of the amazing philosophies that I've heard in the last seven months have had a really profound impact on my professional life. So do you remember when we had Coach Dan McCarney on? No, I, I don't remember that at all. You don't remember uh, that? No, no we, wait, we talked to, to, no, to we Coach talked Mac? No, we talked to Coach McCarney. Huh. Yeah, we did. Huh. You don't remember because you wanted to rip it <laughs> off and you wanted to run through, run through a wall? Run through a brick wall for right? that, man. Absolutely. I, I, yeah, that... That man will always have a special place in my heart for sure. Out of all but, yeah. the stuff we talked about with him, his quote at the end has really kind of stuck with me. And I've talked to you about I, I think it would I think it would be great on a t-shirt, mm-hmm. which is a whole nother story we can talk about here. In a <laughs> but, uh, his quote was forget yourself for others so that in time others will not forget you. Yeah. And that really spoke to me because I've always kind of prided myself on um on be on helping people and putting my wants and needs behind everybody else's uh, mm-hmm. on the back burners, whether it's my family or my professional career, uh, because I always figured at some point that was going to come back and and be rewarded, right? Sure. And, and I don't mean that by I did it because I wanted to get rewarded, but you didn't just, you didn't worry about yourself because right right because yeah. I, my needs or wants are always kind of second, whether it's yep. In my family, I, I mean, Stacy and I will have a conversation all the time about we'll make decisions or whatever, and I'll be like, "Listen, let's just go ahead. I'm okay if you don't want to do something. If you want to do it this way, let's do it that way." Because 
I'm, it's not that I'm indifferent. And when you and I have talked about this before, it's not that I'm indifferent. It's that this isn't a hill that I'm wearing uh, that is that big of a deal that I can't compromise and and be okay with what you want to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and kind of the same thing at, 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 um, at my current job, there's a lot of times where I have sacrificed an opportunity to, um, get some glory for myself and, but doing the extra work or doing the extra grunt work and then figuring at some point they're going to, re- they're going to remember that. Right. Mm-hmm. Whether it was, whether it was when I worked every single day when I was going through chemo and radiation and never missed a day of work or the time that they fired a high end executive and needed me to step in and, and take care of a bunch of things. And I ended up working two positions for six months. Mm-hmm. You know, you, a lot of people wouldn't do that. I did it because at some point I figured they're going to remember that, right? When the chips are down, they're going to remember that. Yeah, sure. But the second one was uh, was a quote from Coach Mc, uh, McC- Coach Campbell after the uh, after the um, Fiesta Bowl win. Mm-hmm. In his quote, there I remember he said, "On your drives, you should always put fear in the back seat and courage in the front." I like that so one. That's what I decided to do. So I've decided to move on in my career, uh, and I will say that my current job—I I loved my current job, and I love—I love the company that I work for now. Yeah. Um. Unfortunately, I just think after some changes or whatever, I don't think that that certain aspects of that job love me back. Yeah, you know, I mean, I I think the whole point is, you know, I, I've said this before, like when you. When you interview for a job, you should be interviewing them as much as they're interviewing you. Um, because ultimately, it's about whether or not that job is the best fit. And, you know, sometimes you decide that you're no longer a fit, or sometimes you decide that they're no longer a fit. And that's not anything that I've ever kind of, you know, I, I don't know if I've ever been let go from a job but i've had it where it's clear that like it's no longer a good fit it's time for me to move on it's time for me to to make a change even if i don't know what the next change is um but there's to me as much as you know you invest in a job and love a job and love a company um you know what happens in your life changes right and what happens to you changes and so even if the job itself doesn't change it might not be the right thing or what happens in the company changes and it's no longer a, 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 a fit. And I think that's the biggest thing is you have to make sure that you're the best fit for the job and the job is the best fit for you. Yeah. I, I really did put my heart and soul in, in, in this current job that I have. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, I got moved into a department four or five years ago that of something that I always wanted to try. And that person gave me a chance. Um, and I wouldn't do, I wouldn't be doing this podcast if I wouldn't have had that chance four years ago. Sure. I wouldn't do the new fun project that I'm doing on the side where I'm designing t-shirts and things like that just for fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if I didn't get that chance, there's a lot of things that have changed my life because that person took a chance on an IT guy and gave him a marketing job. And, and for whatever reason she was, she's moved on 
and things just aren't the same anymore. Now, I want to preface this by saying the current people that I report to right now are wonderful. Mm-hmm. They they know who they are. I've told them how amazing they are. And and as I told them when I sent them my email to resign, it was the hardest email I'd ever sent. Sure. Because they are very nice people and they're very special and they have really done a, a good job of of trying to make sure that that I'm accommodated. But at some point deep down in my gut, I have to do what I think is best for me. Yeah, absolutely. For you, for your and, family, for everything, you know. Right. And if you're and gonna, I don't think they would begrudge that. If if you're you know, not gonna f- feel fulfilled, you're not going to be a good dad and a good partner. Right. Uh, you know, you're not going to be the best Chris if you're not feeling fulfilled with that job. And so, yeah, absolutely. I don't think that's anything that you know any any employer that would begrudge you that uh, is already doing something wrong. Right. And 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 the company that I work for right now is an amazing company. Mm-hmm. Um, and. And it's it's hard to walk away from that, but the only thing the only other thing I can say about it is is that, and, and I probably don't say it enough here. I say it all the time to her, but Stacy to 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 come to me and say, I know you're not happy, so whatever you want to do, I support you, and I'll stand behind you. Uh, it, you're pretty. I get pretty lucky to have somebody like that that would that would be behind that a hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's, it's an easy thing to say. Um, it's a whole other thing to actually follow up and, and, and do. Um, so yeah, that's fantastic that Stacy's actually, you know, actually living up to what she says. Cause it's a lot easier to say, Oh yeah, yeah. I support you no matter what. But then when, you know, it's not always easy to make those changes. And so sometimes those changes get a little, right. you know, come with their own sets of, sets of challenges or, you know, just adjustment or whatever. And so um, she's I, a she's a different she's just a different kind of person that I've ever been around, mm-hmm. whereas she's she's content with the life that we have. Right. She's yeah. not always looking for the next biggest car or the next biggest house or whatever she wants to embrace what we have in our family and our friends and um wouldn't change it for the world and if and and if it meant that i took a job that was maybe less or something like that but i was a happier person that wouldn't bother her Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i'm very lucky to have her so and she's pretty damn lucky i'm just gonna say But now we're getting sappy. No, no, I we haven't I, uh, had a sappy podcast in a long time. Yeah, it has been a, a, a little while. Um, yeah. No, that's that's good. Well, man, I'm really happy for you. Um, uh, changes like this are always exciting and scary, and you know, like we said when we kicked this off, you're going through a lot of changes all at the exact same time. You know, I mean, I. When I first got married, you know, I got married, I moved to a new state, I started a new job. It was all within like a month. That's like a lot of things, like just moving in general, but like moving to a new state, 
you know, learning how to, to be married to someone, like, you know, figuring out a job change, like all that stuff is a lot. Like those are all like the top, you know, they're all in the top five stressors that you can go through yeah. and uh, to kind of handle them all at once. But like you for, you know, for the bo- the boys going, uh, you know, moving in with, with roommates and starting that program uh, and starting a new job at the same time, you're, you know, you're going to be, not to, not to, you know, make this too, too, you know, bring it down too much, but you're going to be going through a lot of change. You're already going to be going through a lot of stress. So, uh, I commend you. Um, I'm happy for you. And, uh, uh, yeah, man, it's going to be kind of a crazy couple of weeks for you. Yeah, it is. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of memories. I mean, I've spent seven years here at this position mm-hmm. and with, with these people, you know, so, um, some of them I'm really going to miss, uh, some of them not so much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's some uh, of them with me, and some of them not so much. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 any job, right? I mean, you, yeah, you know, it, it, interpersonal conflicts are always part of any type of job, and and sometimes it's a little bit easier to, you know, I can think of situations where it was probably best that I remove myself. Whether or not I was the problem, I don't know, but it was just better for me to extract myself from that situation for sure um right well we can do a whole podcast on that it's called the <laughs> well, there's that. well there's that too yeah absolutely um but uh uh yeah no i i think uh i think you're going to feel a whole range of emotions a lot that you're ready for and probably some that you're not even uh thinking about and some that you're probably just avoiding thinking about um yeah. But uh, no, man, I'm I'm really excited for you. I know this is this is uh, uh, a change that you're excited about. So uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to to hear about how things go once you kind of get settled into to the new job and and realize you don't know what the hell you're doing. I mean, that hasn't stopped me the last seven years of business. <laughs> so. What's that old line from the Seinfeld? I guess we fooled him. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. No, I want to give a shout out uh, to all of our listeners that bought T-shirts this month. T-shirts, shirts. So uh, I'm hoping to get the final numbers probably Monday. Uh, I checked on the 27th, so we were selling those shirts for the month of July. Proceeds were going to go to the University of Iowa's Children's uh, Hospital, Jack Trice Legacies Foundation, and Cedar Bend Humane Society. The totals at the time of four days ago, the University of Iowa had 11 shirts or 11 merchandise sold. Uh, Iowa State had 12, and you and I had five. So I'm hoping to get final numbers, but that's looking like almost. $75 $75 each for each charity, which doesn't seem like a lot, but uh, it's a lot for them. I think they'll, they'll be happy with it. Yeah. So. I'm, yeah. I'm really excited about that. That That's uh, you know, uh, just to have, you know, a bunch of people n- not just supporting these great causes, but you know, for just listening to a couple jackasses talk about, right. You know, whatever. Uh, 
Uh, I know I got all Jones when all of a sudden I'd, I'd see a tweet pop up and we were tagged in it and somebody was wearing our shirt or yeah or whatever and yeah even the iowa ones look good even the black and yellow ones look pretty good. <laughs> yeah no i'm i'm uh i'm excited I, i'm hoping uh when i come down for a tailgate or whatever that i'll be able to see someone uh rocking one other than just just my own um right i mean it's 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 a uh, high quality gear the, the the you know super comfortable they're really soft um yeah yeah um and you know, I haven't given I haven't given him a shout out, but the guy that made those um, is a local guy here in, in Des Moines or uh, in uh, in Norwalk. Uh, it's called the Norwalk Shop. Uh, Chad Smith. So um, not to be confused you know, with the drummer for the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Chad Smith. I don't know who that is. <laughs> I legit probably couldn't name more than two hot red hot. What are they? Red hot chili peppers? Yeah. I mean, I come, come on, more. dude. You were you were in college when that stuff came no, out. No, I swear to God. That that one about the riots, that's the only thing I know. What's the name of that song where they sang about the riots and it was all sad and slow and whatever? What's that song? About the riots? <laughs> Hold on. Under the bridge was not about riots. Under the bridge was about was about doing heroin. Shut up. Yeah. Hold on. Uh, hold on, I'm playing it. Hold on. Wait, add. Day one. Hold on. Sorry. Shut <laughs> <laughs> up! I thought this was about like they were sad that their city was burning and during the riot. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> So, so Anthony Kiedis had been, uh, had been, um, addicted to heroin. Uh, yeah, he was, he certainly there's, there's, uh, uh, you know, LA referenced in, in there. So I, I guess I get what, what you're saying. I swear to God, I swear but, to God, but, I thought that that's what that song was about. Well, well, but Blood Sugar Sex Magic came out in 1991, and the LA riots were 1992. Yeah, Blood Sugar Sex Magic came out in 1991. So for you, I don't know what that one is either. That's no, well, that's the name of the album that Under the Bridge. Oh, was okay, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Yeah. So I know that song. What's the other song? What's the uh, other song? Uh, that album had uh, Give It Away. Oh yeah, I know that song. Okay. Right. Yeah. So that's yeah. So. Cute. Yeah, so that that album came out in in 1991. The LA riots were 1992. So no, that song was not about that. Um, unless unless they were writing a song anticipating riots, but no, that Wait, song that song was about being addicted that... to heroin. Oh well, that's I was way off. <laughs> <laughs> but also also you can't be like I'm an old man that doesn't know Red Hot Chili Peppers. That came out I, in 1991. Two songs. Two songs. That's all I know. Wait, is that the guy Flea? Was he? Wasn't he in like Back to the Future Part Two? Yes, he was. Yeah. See, Flea was a, Flea was also in The Big Lebowski. Flea Flea is is active in a few things. Big Lebowski. Yeah, I know, man. Sometimes you say things that I'm like, you shouldn't admit those things out loud. Um, but I mean, like, right not everything. Actually, you don't have to join everything that you think is cool, though, Tim. 
Like yeah. I've heard a thousand times that the Big Lebowski is supposed to be a good movie, but that doesn't mean that I just have to go along with it. But that doesn't mean that you that you have to go along with it. But that means that you could see it. I'm That's not saying true. I could right? see. I, it, but, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not saying. Hey, I like the Big Lebowski, so you have to like it too. But if everyone says, "Hey, this is worth seeing," to to not see something that everyone says is worth seeing. Okay, but is I not, that's is not following time. the herd. That's 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 just trying to be too cool for school. I, so if I, you want to be a hipster and not want to see things just because everyone else likes it, we're not the problem there, hipster Chris. But I did that. I watched the Goonies. It was terrible, and I watched the Princess Bride, and it was not good. Yeah, well, you know what? If you would have watched them when you were a kid, then they, they would have had a completely different. So you're saying that the mentality of a child would would better enjoy those movies i'm saying that nostalgia which is something that i know you can relate to uh certainly uh plays a part in things what were you listening what were you listening to in 1991 if you did not listen uh, to I don't know. Sex hold on Magic? let me see hold on let's see top songs 1991 we probably were, we... i'm guessing crisscross because that was like 1991 92 hold on I just need a list. I don't need it on YouTube. I mean, that was like a top, that was a top. I think that thing. If that if that album did not peak I, at number well, one, well, in my defense, I knew that song. All right, I knew that song. I mean, the entire album. Um, I think the album peaked at like number three uh, or something like that. I mean, there's a few on here that I uh, know that I'm will um you will hammer me for knowing. Okay. <laughs> something to talk about by Bonnie Raitt. <laughs> no, I'm not. That's a that's a uh, that's a decent one. I don't have a I want to set you up by Color Me Bad. That's right up my alley. Oh, I I, I can appreciate Color Me Bad um, as well. Um Okay, so here you could be mine by Guns N' Roses. That was yeah, sure. That was all over that one. Um yeah. That I Inner Sandman by Metallica. See? I'm I know so, what I'm talking. So 1991 had the Black Album by Metallica. Yeah. It, it had Pearl Jam's 10. Uh, I don't know it, what that is. So that is the that is the album with even flow with a live. Um, uh, it was their debut album. It it had like five or six hits on that one. On uh, Nirvana's number nine came out. Nirvana. Use your, okay. Use your illusion one and two came out in nineteen ninety one. Um, boy, I'm trying to think. I. I Soundgarden, Super Unknown, I think came out in 1991. I'm gonna look that I, one up too. I've never, never, never heard a Soundgarden life in my song in my life. What? <laughs> How bad do you think Arnold and Emily are rolling over right now? Well, it's Pulse not. They're they're not even they're not even old enough to have lived through this, dude. You were literally in college when this shit went down. <laughs> you were so you were in college missing. One of the largest years. 1991 is one of the largest years. It was like in my defense, I was I just got into drinking age, so I was doing a lot of drinking. Soundgarden is that who you said? Never heard. Oh no, Super Underground was later. What 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 did they have in in 1991? They had uh, they had another one. Oh, uh, uh, Bad Motor Finger was 1991. That's right. Bad Motor Finger. All right, hold on. Yeah. Um, I guarantee you, never. I've never heard that. I'm finding it right now. Well, it's not a song. It's the album. Oh, well, give me a song. 
What's the what was the, what's their most known song? Uh, Black Hole Sun, Black Days, hey, Sp- uh, Spoon Man. All right, I guarantee I've not heard this. I'm playing it right now, except for the ad. I'm skipping the ad this time. See, I'm getting better at this editing stuff. Vaguely familiar. So, so yeah. So that was that was later. But 1991 is what kicked off grunge. Okay, I've heard that song before. Soundgarden was opening for Guns N' Roses. So you talk about knowing Guns N' Roses on Usually Illusion One and Two. Soundgarden was opening for Guns N' Roses on that tour. I. That's like the quintessential. Like you were the. What I'm just blown away. I'm more blown away. Blood vessels are popping out of your forehead. I'm more blown away that you like. I thought I was. It was amazing you made it to 50 and never made it to a major league ballpark. But I'm now more blown away that you are that you apparently were so blacked out in 1991 that you missed one of the most important years in the last 30 years of music. Uh, The number of albums that came out. Uh, in 1991, that is just insane to me. I, I mean, I knew this song. Hold on. Uh, 1991. Garth Brooks, the owners of the year. Oh, I even had a hat. Temple of the, the dog. So yeah, I'm at this. I forget. Yeah, Temple of the dog. 1991 Temple of the Dog. Oh my goodness, super group Temple of the Dog, super group. Yeah, Hunger Strike. Is that a song? Yes, that that is that is uh their most well known one. Uh, um, Let's see if I know it. No idea. I'm not. I, I'm not joking. I don't know this song. Oh Let's my goodness! So you got Eddie Vedder and Chris Cornell on this one. Who's Chris Cornell? Oh my goodness! Um, like I know that you're you're older than me. <laughs> But you were the right age for these albums to come out. Like it's, I it's, know. it's inexcusable I, to me. <laughs> I don't know how to answer. I don't. I never heard that song before. Oh man. Um, because like you know, the next year, I want to say it was the next year, Alice in Chains' "Dirt" came out. I think that was like 1992. Like. You know, grunge. This is when grunge kicked off, and like grunge yeah, was. I, 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 I don't know that grunge was my deal. Alice in Chains. I've heard the band. Oh my goodness! I don't uh, know. One of the most influential the movements in music in the last thirty years, and you are just completely oblivious to this. This is this blows my mind. Um. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this uh, is not where I thought we were going to go. 
Um, Bill, I know you're listening to this. Can you please help drag Chris on Twitter for not knowing any of this? I would, I would appreciate that. Please and thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm still I, laughing I, that you I'm thought that pretty heavy in the country music then, right then, right, right I'm, about that. I'm still, I'm still just amazed that you thought a song that came out before the LA riots was about the LA riots. I swear to God, I thought. <laughs> I thought it was some kind of song that like try to get people to come together. <sighs> Apparently, it's about getting high on heroin. Who would have known? It is. Yeah. I also didn't know for the longest time that "Hurt" by Johnny Cash was a remake. Uh yeah. It's I mean, better. Um, it's yeah, it's different. I I think it's it's it it has more emotion to it for sure. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah, I'm not even going to get into Nine Inch Nails because Pretty Hate Machine came out in 1989. Um, I don't know what that is. And I remember having that on cassette tape. Um, holy shit, you were a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was 1989. I'm going to look that up. I'm pretty sure that was 1989. I don't know how many times this podcast is going to get flagged for illegal music you know, on this episode. Uh, well, I mean, we might have questionable use in our intro music anyway so uh, um, yeah, good yeah, thing we're <laughs> yeah october october 1989 is pretty hate machine um, Never heard of it. Oh, boy. I mean, pretty hate machine is that the album or the song that's, that's the album the, okay the, so see had, that didn't... had like a hole was the big one off of that one okay um, i'm glad let's see what that is There will be a t- after this short ad. I, I literally, I, I know people are probably listening, going, "He's making it up." I swear, <laughs> I have not heard of these bands, and I did not listen. I mean, I've heard of some of these bands, except for that one that you like, Sound Dog or whatever you said, so- Soundgarden. Yeah, look at us. Okay, so 1991. All right, here we go. Nine Inch Nails, Head Like a Hole. No idea. Nope. So, so, so 1991, I, I wanted to read this off to you as I'm looking at this. Okay. Nirvana's, Nirvana's Never Nevermind, Pearl Jam's 10, Soundgarden's Bad Motorfinger, U2's Octune Baby, R.E.M.'s Out of Time, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Blood Sugar Sex Magic, Guns N' Roses' Use Your Illusion, Metallica's Black Album, uh, the Pixies, uh, Trump Lamond. Um, holy cow, this was just a murder of Pixies. Oh. What is that? What? Oh my god, you were the biggest nerd. Holy <laughs> cow, uh, like, the Pixies that yes. can't be real. What? What? First of what? all, they shouldn't even be called a rock band with a name like the Pixies. Uh, terrible. Uh, no, they're fantastic, and you are insane. Here uh, comes your man. Yeah, is that a, is that's that a, a song off of that album? Yeah, uh, Trump Trump Lamond was a a great album as well. Never heard of these guys. What? Oh my goodness! You're a little disappointed, aren't you? Um, I'm a lot disappointed. Uh, I mean, 
Oh, no, Here Comes Your Man wasn't on Trump Lamond. Um, that one might not have a ton that you would necessarily know. You might, well, no, if you don't know any of these other ones, you're not going to know. Uh, I don't know any of these because I didn't, I didn't even know there was a band called Pixies until two minutes ago. Um, you've heard their songs in movies and in, you know, a lot of other things. Uh, like, even if you just would have listened to soundtracks in the 90s i guess okay now <laughs> in my defense that's how i knew what um the uh guns and roses one was from terminator 2 yeah i'm looking at i'm look i'm looking at some of these uh oh low end theory by a tribe called quest came out that year but you were listening to luck of the draw by bonnie Raitt, that album dangerous by michael jackson i'm sure you were uh, yes uh, Coolie High Harmony by Boys to Men. I'm sure you were. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I feel Sunday. like I feel like we, you need to just pick one song, and we'll play a little name that tune, and let's see if I can. It's we'll see if I can name it. Um. Well, <laughs> wait. If I so uh, no man. I there's so because because I'm looking at 1991, and I can tell you which ones you knew. You knew Waking Up the Neighbors, that album by Brian right, Adams. I, I, you, I, you knew the I, album. Time I Love might know Tem- the song, but I may not know the name of it or the band. Oh, I know. It's just it. It's it's amazing to me. Um, I, we're going to oh, too legit to quit by Hammer came out that year. I'm sure that you were definitely I had that album, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that explains everything I need to know about what you're listening even, to. That wasn't even the best song on that album. Oh my goodness! Hold on, you gonna find me another another one? Yeah. Uh, this is. Uh, Amazing uh, radio content, right? <laughs> might be fr- find yourself a friend. That might be the one. I don't remember now. Oh, that, but I, I want to look at who won Grammys in 1991. <laughs> see if you even know any of these things. Alina? Was she alive? Because I just watched a documentary about her. Who? Selena. Um, I'm I'm looking to see if she is on Latin. Uh, Jose Feliciano, Tito Puente, and the Texas Tornadoes won in the Latin category. Oh, maybe she died before that. No, she uh, died in '95. So. Yeah. So so after, not before. Yeah. Exactly. Right. No. Yeah. Um, after the LA riots, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I should, yeah, maybe I should look at the 92 Grammys because they'd be for 1991, actually, I, I suppose. Right? Yeah. Come no, on here. here. we go. The 30. For rock. Bonnie okay. Raitt. Yeah. Th- 34th uh, Grammys in 1992 for 1991 albums. I mean, you were probably listening to, let's say, Mary Chapin Carpenter, The Judds, Garth Brooks, Vince Gill. No, I, I did not listen to Mary Chapin Carpenter and The Judds. Uh, I, I bet, uh, but Garth Brooks and Vince Gill, yeah, and okay. Vince Gill, right? Hey, okay, Vince Gill uh, was a musical genius. 
um, Bonnie Raitt, Michael Bolton. Uh, Michael Bolton's kind of creepy. Boys to Men, uh, Luther Vandross. That's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> oh, Mama said knock you out. Yeah, yeah I see? forgot about that one. Summertime, okay. Yep. Other great ones. Uh, yeah, uh, best metal performance was Metallica's Black Album. Uh, wow, the the winners are terrible in this category. I can tell you that. Um, huh. Regardless, 1991 is widely regarded as one of the most amazing years in the history of rock music. I'm really sad that you don't know any of these things, and and uh, frankly, a little scared. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Um, yeah. What can I say? I Dances with Wolves was the was the number one movie. I I watched that. <laughs> okay, okay, but like <laughs> Nirvana, Ten, Black Album, Blood Sugar, Sex Magic, Use Your Illusions, One and Two, Cypress Hill, Cypress Hill. Uh, Temple the Dog, like some of these. Oh man, Don't Nirvana and Guns and the Roses are the only ones that I legit probably own music to. Did you just say Guns and the Roses? Oh my god! Oh my god! Ah, uh, uh, okay. We're off the rails. Yeah, we're 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 off the rails. We we need to. Uh, we should we should probably wrap this thing up. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait until you post uh, a Twitter poll so you can get absolutely destroyed in a Twitter poll yet again. Um, <laughs> uh, because it seems like every single time you put out a Twitter poll, you think that the rest of the All world right, agrees with right you, now. only to find out no one agrees with you. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> What's the question? <laughs> Chris, yeah. Have I you ever I'm... heard of Soundgarden? I think right. should be the question. Have you ever heard of Soundgarden? It's all one word. Okay. Oh, I should probably capitalize that. Hold on. Uh, I'm just gonna tell you, Grammarly is underlining it like it's not real. So. <laughs> oh no! It wants me to put a question mark. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> even even Grammarly is like, no, come on. Okay, so yes, no. Is Tim stupid? See how many. Am I stupid? I've heard of them for, for asking me. Uh, yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, we'll tag you in it. Princess Diamond and Pearls came out uh, that year too. Man, I didn't realize. No voting. You're not allowed. No, to I'm vote. not. I'm not. I was. I was looking. Diamond. So my old boss uh, worked on Diamonds and Pearls. I don't know. Um, and it's a Prince album that came out in 1991. Oh, okay. It had diamonds and pearls. It had cream. It had get off. Um, yeah, that's funny. Would it would it really upset you if I told you that my favorite Prince song is "Bat Dance" from the Batman movie? <laughs> I I don't. Um, 
I'm. I, oh my goodness! I mean, you have daughters, so I guess the answer is yes. But like, I, I, I'm just wondering how you ever got laid. I can't believe you don't know any of this stuff. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. Um well I can't I can't I can't wait uh for our listeners to roast you uh about this yet again. So yet again you can pretend like you're cool because you don't know things everyone else does. Um <sighs> Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, um I I think we got to end it there. Uh, I'm going to start. I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight uh, thinking about this. I need to be able to pour myself another drink uh, and and scrub my brain of this. So, um, uh, Chris, is there anything else you want to you want to add or talk about or shout out or or anything else? (laughs) Uh, Football season's coming up. Getting stoked for that. Uh, I think uh, might line up some guests coming up to talk about football. Uh, it was nice to hear Ted back on the airwaves on the podcast with uh, the uh, drunk dialing the, uh, last weekend. So that was nice. And yeah, sorry I missed that. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, I I fell asleep. I couldn't call in, but I listened to it today while I was mowing. Um, and then after I mowed, I did not have a shower of beer. By the way. Because <laughs> uh, that's freaking disgusting. But um, <laughs> other than that, no, go like, subscribe, detailgatesociety.com. Uh, all kinds of great podcasts and articles. We're going to ramp up, I think, uh, and get going. So. Uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of pieces talking about whatever the hell is going on in college football, I'm sure. Um, right. And the screw job they're giving us. Yeah, um, uh, probably 10,000 word essays on how terrible Texas is for being Texas, but uh, right, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, please go ahead, uh, download, like, rate, subscribe, not just Old Man Strength, but all the Tailgate Society podcasts. Please check us out on the web at thetailgatesociety.com. You can find us uh, on Twitter at strength underscore old. Chris, what else am I missing? Uh, that's about it. I think Perfect. you got it all. Yeah. Excellent. Well, with that, uh, please go vote in our poll about Soundgarden and make sure that you let Chris know that he is insane. And he, I know how old he is. I'm not going to give his age on the air, but I, I can tell you that he is not 7,000 years old. Uh, he he is young enough to know these these bands. Um, it's like the Thirty Rock episode when Tracy Morgan didn't uh, remember like Eric B and Rakim or something like that. It was yeah. Anyway, um, well, I would just like to point out that the poll already has seven votes. Twenty eight percent think you're stupid for asking. Um, because, I just mean because they think I should know and they think it's pretty stupid that you even asked me. I was I was gonna say you can take it that way. I'm gonna I, take it the other way. I, I, was, I was gonna say that was a poorly phrased option. Um, but twelve and a half percent say no, they have not heard of Soundgarden. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> <I did not laughs> <know. laughs> 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, all right. Well, um, I'm, I'm, I'm already, I'm already embarrassed for you. So, okay. Well, with that, uh, once again, this has been old man strength. I am Tim Johnson with Chris Shipley. We appreciate you listening and <laughs> through whatever the hell this was, and we will see you guys next time. I don't want to get on the bandwagon. I'll burn that wagon down and join the band. Traveling troubadours, terrorizing street corners just to try to get some supper in our hands. Now I waited all my life to get this off my chest, green bloody murder until someone understands that it ain't about the money, the drugs, or the women. I make this noise just because I can. And we'll all join in to that original scene.